0: Hello and welcome to episode two of the Personal Trainers Who Care podcast. My name is Riley and I am the Director of Social Media and Marketing at Freeform Fitness and we have another great episode for you today. So the Personal Trainers Who Care podcast is our opportunity to share the stories of our amazing personal trainers, because at the heart of every great fitness business are the individuals who truly care about getting their clients results and helping them realize their full health potential. This podcast is a production of Freeform Fitness, a personal training studio with six locations across Ottawa. We service our clients both online and in studio when we are not in lockdowns. And if you'd like to know more about Freeform Fitness, you can head to freeformfitness.ca. All right, without further ado, let's get into this second episode with Glebe manager, Lori. Okay, so for our second episode, we have Lori, who is a personal trainer and the manager of our Glebe location. Um, It's in Lori's view that defining and embracing a healthy lifestyle is an ongoing journey. As a fitness professional, she wants to guide individuals to improve their overall health and well-being, and to teach others how to balance this with their daily lives. Lori enjoys training people of any age, but she's also an older adult fitness specialist. And interesting fact, Lori used to be a prison guard at an all-women's prison. So welcome, Lori. How are you? Uh,
1: Good morning. Welcome.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, I feel like we need to address the prison guard thing. How did that happen? What, what, that's wild. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, um, well, that was early on when I was in my 20s. Um, yeah, I was a correctional officer. That's the, the term they like. Um, right. the politically correct term, uh, correctional mm-hmm. officer. Um, I worked in the federal system, which is a bit different than the provincial system. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to, people are doing two or more years in, uh, you know, in their sentence. Um, yeah, how did that happen? I kind of fell into it, and I'm not sure if that's the nice answer, but it kind of just happened. It wasn't something I was uh, planning on doing. It just, I got my degree, my honors degree in recreology, Bachelor of Social Science. I was looking for work. I did find some temporary work and recreation, um, but never full-time. I was just didn't have a lot of experience. So the things I wanted to do with it, um, it just wasn't evolving quick enough. Um, So, you know, I knew that there was opportunities. I knew people um, in the system of corrections. So it just kind of, well, okay, looking for a full-time job. And I thought it would be an interesting challenge um and it was so it just that's it just happened they trained me you know I got accepted they trained me for three months um yeah and then so I just started it and um did it for mm, 12 13 years oh my mm. gosh 12 13 years wow yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah and
0: in in the training I mean uh, is it similar yeah. to sort of like policing like are you having to pass fitness tests every week or every week every year as well
1: uh I think they do that now. I mean, originally, yes, uh, there was physical testing. Um, there was in class communication, obviously, exercises, and uh, we did have self defense. Um, uh, you know, I won't get specific, but there was, you know, a, a weapons training. Um, so we did have all that. And we were expected to be physically fit. Um, but I mean, definitely, I was I didn't fit enough at that point because I was in my mid-20s and I'd already been spent a summer in the military, militia, and that's when it really started for me in terms of getting fit. So so at that point, yeah, but definitely, you know, it was a new challenge and something I took on for a while, but I always kind of wanted to come back to the roots of recreation. I ended up in personal training, which is kind of, you know, part of it. I guess, um, yeah. but I kind of wanted just to move back into instructing or just having a little more fun, you yeah. know. I mean, you can have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah I was it's just going to, you know, working working with with people in in a slightly different
1: setting. You know, I think. Yeah. <laughs> after. Yeah. after, after <laughs> yeah, a little less restrictive, and um, I mean, you know, I did. I worked in more than one setting in that field. Mm-hmm. Um, I started in all women's but I did end up in men's as well and I did different things um because of my degree I was able to like try different things um but yeah I mean definitely I needed to evolve it at some point and um and then I ended up back um yeah I ended up in this in 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 this field personal training that's what yeah basically nice I I moved I came to Ottawa and that's when it happened wow Uh, totally
0: yeah so when, when you were studying recreation initially, yeah. was there sort of like, I'm going to study recreation and then I'm going to do this job or were you just like, I enjoy recreation and sociology, um, and then I'm going to see what happens. Like,
1: was there sort of a, was there a plan? Yeah, it was, I mean, I was working in recreation, uh, summer camps and I worked, uh, for the city of Ottawa part-time for adapted recreation. Mm-hmm. So I was actually interested in therapeutic recreation. And it's still interesting it's just it, it's never anything that really evolved um into a full-time career um it was something hard to hard to get into and i took some courses in it but i never i was thinking of doing my master's in it and then th- that didn't happen mm-hmm. um so yeah it's just um therapeutic recreation probably working with people on um, recovering um and adapting an activity or a piece of equipment to what they need, right? So, yeah. with the recreational activity or a sports activity, so or working like in a seniors home, that's another form of therapy mm-hmm. Um But I, I did work uh, for the city of, uh, in the city here part time. I worked for adapted recreation for a while, and I worked with people you know who needed you know assistance, had wheelchairs, or I worked with people who had um, head injuries, which I really liked. So I did that for a period, a short period of time. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. Um, cool. But yeah, it never, it just never evolved into full time. It's just, you know, it was just a field. It was inexperienced, young, mm-hmm. yep. you know, yep. didn't know how to sell myself probably as well as I would now. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just, it just didn't evolve, but that was definitely the goal. Anyway. That's, that's really cool. I mean, I've, I've heard of, uh, you know,
0: therapy and obviously all different types of forms. I have a friend who's in yep. theater and so she talks about yep. like theater, therapy, um, but recreational therapy, I've, I mean, I've never heard of it sort of um, phrased that way or, or described that way, but it sounds really cool. And, and, you know, although you don't necessarily have a, a job in that specific field, I can see how that training could be so applicable to what you do as a personal trainer you know like we get clients with um, who are coming back from head injuries or playing sports or are requiring you know um, more education on how to modify daily activities in their lives in order to uh, suit you know a new circumstance that they've um, fallen into or or whatever so you know do you have you have you had an opportunity like have you had concussion clients or clients like that where you've been able to sort of practice some of that um, recreational therapy stuff?
1: Yeah, I mean I, a little bit. I think I, I had a couple of clients who have recovered from head injuries or uh, concussions, maybe, um, and different and different different issues. So just well, I guess nothing specific, but there, there's definitely uh, challenges with different clients. Some where you really have to adapt. So, I think it's just about adapting, right? Adapting the workout, the exercise for that person's functional ability. Um, So, it's, you know, whether it's uh, adapting the piece of equipment or just how you do it, how you instruct it, um, your expectations for the person. So, I guess generally speaking, yeah. And there's, you know, been some specific cases where I've had to adapt more than others. I, I find that really fascinating. I mean, I've, uh-huh. I, I've, I've been with Reform since,
0: you know, late 2017, and yeah, I've come across, yeah. you know, we've we've interacted a number of times, you know, virtually oh, yeah. as well as a very few times in person. And yes. uh, and and you know, you you just have this sort of mystery about you, and so this yeah. is just a really interesting conversation to sort of learn learn okay. the back story about lori and and learn sort of where the passions lie and uh, and i think that this this recreational therapy thing is is really um it's sort of like a noble cause you know which which i think is a great thing to bring to the the personal training field um okay. you know and and you no know, on on that topic of personal training um how right. did how did you end up at Freeform was it sort of like this was the first personal training gig or how did how did that happen
1: No, it wasn't the first gig. Um, I came to Ottawa and I was taking courses and I took some courses in personal training, nutrition. Mm -hmm. So actually nutrition, I was actually thinking that was gonna be my first focus and then it just didn't didn't go that way. But um, so I was taking some courses and then I decided to apply for a job. I'll just call it a big box gym. So we won't name this, but it was definitely a big box gym. Um, it was, uh, I guess I can say it was an all women's gym. It was my first start. Um, so I did, you know, and I liked it. Definitely. They, they trained you up uh, and, uh, it was a good experience. Um, so I started in that, in that kind of environment. And uh, then I worked for a different, a couple of different clubs after that, uh, a smaller one, uh, kind of like this and then another big organization and I did some part-time work there, did some volunteer work as well, Mm -hmm. Um, orientation and some group training. So I did a bit of group training at one organization because they required it so I said okay let's do it Um, and you know what I didn't think that that would work for me but it actually worked better than I thought. Um, I was able to use a mic so I think that helps because my voice is kind of soft sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, but I worked with like seniors so I did some group strength training classes with seniors older adults and actually yeah I worked out it was more fun than I would have imagined because I'm kind of a quiet person sometimes so I thought "Hmm, I don't I don't I didn't see it but I think it it was a better fit than I thought it was once I did it and I did for about a year Yeah. Um, yeah and then I ended up you know I always kind of wanted to work in a facility like Freeform where it was basically, there was just trainers on the floor. So it was very organized and you weren't necessarily sharing the floor Mm -hmm. Uh, because sometimes sharing the floor can be, it can be hard to organize yourself and kind of, um, so it's more professional, I think, when you're just in a personal training facility. Um, So when I read up on Freeform, um, that really appealed to me. And then one kind of started up in the area that I was working um, in. And so I just dropped in one day and talked to, uh, I talked to Lindsay oh, my and day. she was here. She had really good, she had really good energy. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so she was open open to taking my application and it kind of just went from there. So yeah, so <laughs> I did start start with free form, but
0: mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to notice a trend where, y- you know, you you have a, a passion for, you know, health and fitness. It's like, oh, you yeah. know, I started in this and then that didn't work out, but it actually then led me to this, which was really cool. I didn't think I would like it, but it worked out. And then you have all of these experiences in your life where it's like, you know what, plan A wasn't, didn't work out, but plan B had this great outcome. Um, and I, I think that, uh, you know, I'd, yeah. I'd love to hear more about your are uh, teaching the older adults in the fitness classes so how would you organize um that class how would you sort of go into planning a class for older adults
1: um that's a good question i mean basically you, you arrive early and you you want to set up and so in my head of course i just design a program beforehand in my head i write it down maybe and then um it's there. Um, I could go to class early. I try it out if I want to just go through some of the, uh, the moves, the exercises on my own, um, check the music. Um, yeah, so just set up that way and then just kind of wait for clients to come in. Um, I found with those classes, the, the, um, the people who were there were well organized so they, you know, there was an area where they'd pick up their weights and um, they were kind of well organized themselves. And then just kind of get it started, but I mean, yeah, I would work go through it a little bit in my head and uh, you know physically, um, and but also too is just the energy of the class kind of just drives the workout a bit. So you you know I I was able to also be spontaneous if I needed to be mm-hmm. and change it up a bit, which is actually kind of fun. Um, so just tweaking something um, and yeah, I mean when you have like a group of people, they have different levels. So like one-on-one training, you can really like work with one person. Um, When you're in a group, obviously you have to really describe things a little more um, and kind of just, you know, I would go it throughout the class and try to help people individually a little bit, but you had to like show different levels of things, different options Mm -hmm. in the class. Um, So kind of be spontaneous, got to be open to adapting. You know, yeah, so really have to be open to that. And, you know, if if the clients like it, they're going to tell you at the end. And when they did, it makes you feel good, right? So you're like, okay, I was on the right track. Or they tell you if they want you to help them with something specific. So then that's something I could use, an idea I could use for the next class. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, that's basically how I set up. I mean, plan, get there early, (laughs) rehearse it if you need to. Um, But it wasn't like a dance class. So it was... Mm -hmm. A little less rehearsal, but I mean, I, I had also been a trainer at that point for a while, so that helped, uh, obviously. But yeah, I mean, I, go ahead. No, I was, I was just gonna say,
0: um, you know, you planning ahead. I think that there is an element of sort of organization that um, older adults really appreciate, and they mm-hmm. notice when trainers or just people in any service setting outside of the gym, even. Yeah. Um, where they notice if somebody is, has not planned and has not organized. So, you know, I, I think it uh, makes perfect sense that that's, that's what made it fun and a successful thing for you as well.
1: Yeah, and, and like with with older adults too, they do like the social aspect of working out. Um, so that's big for them. So, I mean, they'll do individual workouts, obviously, but they do like that social aspect. And there are people there that came and they did two or three classes in the morning. Like they wouldn't just do my class; <laughs> they would continue and do other classes. And they'd come every single day. Oh my uh, gosh! <laughs> yeah, like, uh, but you know what? It kept them moving. So you know, if it worked, well, it just uh, yeah. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's that's awesome.
0: Um, so so now you know. I'm, now you're at Freeform, sort of in, on Lori's timeline here. So now you're you are at Freeform. Um, you're coming with so much experience. Um, how long, you know, did it take for them to realize that you had some serious manager material?
1: Well, I think it was something that I knew was an opportunity when I started, and I know I was older, and I think my experience previous maybe. Um, Mm-hmm. gave me maybe a leg up. I don't know, like just experience in life. I like to think, um, yeah. So, I mean, and I was open to it. Um, a little hesitant, i have to be honest. I, you know, I had managed a little bit before. And yeah, I'll be honest, I was a little hesitant, but I wanted that opportunity because I had worked at other locations, other facilities, and I kind of wanted that opportunity to have, say, a little bit more, say, input. Um, maybe a little bit more control over the front desk, how it it runs, how it works, Mm -hmm. the clients coming in, you know. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So definitely, yeah, I was open to it. So Mm -hmm. And it kind of happened pretty quick. But an opportunity opened up, and that was it. So I just went with it. (laughs) I went with it. I thought that was a good idea just to go, just to go with it. Yeah. So I did.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Follow those those you know signs from the universe or whatever you want to call it you know right. so that sometimes right. opportunity presents itself and you really you do need to seize it but um, you know I, I I think about the um, you know you, you said that you were in the militia in the summer
1: mm-hmm. and yeah that, I did that
0: that that would be fairly organized and regimented um, yeah. do you feel like you bring some of that training into your management style Uh <laughs>
1: <That's the point. laughs> It was, <laughs> um,
0: you know, a little bit. Like
1: I'm, I like structure, uh, mm-hmm. to a certain point. I mean, it it works for me. I mean, I'm I'm actually kind of creative thinking sometimes. Like I have lots of things things I think about, um, nice. but structure brings it back. I need that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am kind of structured in how I do things. So I, I guess, yeah. I mean, my my training in you know corrections and I guess. And the militia definitely kind of hones in that kind of structure, that discipline. I think it really helped with discipline. Mm -hmm. I mean, I really, uh, my experience in militia was life-changing. It was, it's what got me into fitness, Mm -hmm. to be honest, because I was like 19, 20 when I did it for a summer. So I was in the uh, Governor General Foot Guards, so I did the militia reserve, It's part of the reserve. Wow. So I did the foot Guards on the hill. Wow. Yeah, so that was a long time ago, um, but there wasn't a lot of girls then. But there was some, but it was tough. Like, it was the toughest thing uh, because I wasn't really that fit at that point, to be honest, um, and, but it got me fit, and it got me tough in my head. So I was able to push through things, and I just learned discipline. And um, so that's, I think it's, it's just, it was very life-changing, and I like what happened to my body. Uh, it was stronger it looked good to be honest um, and yeah so after that I always stuck to some form of you know fitness um, some kind of workout I did more group working out like group, group training um, I r- running initially um, strength training came later um, but yeah that's uh, that was definitely life-changing in terms of where I am now I think in yeah. terms of my fitness. yeah cool that's yeah. That's, um, so that's does awesome. it
0: doesn't bring me- Yeah. Uh, no I was, I, I was just gonna say uh you'll find a lot of the times with personal trainers obviously that there's yeah. usually a moment. There's a summer or there's a conversation or a sport or a you know, they meet a coach or something yeah. that just flips the switch and that's really what sets them on this path to, to become so passionate about fitness, mm-hmm. um and, and noticing within themselves how fitness and exercise changed who they are, you know, or sort of, I don't want to say change, but maybe just sort of enhanced or, or brought something out of them that they may not have realized before. So I think that's, that's really cool that that's what the militia was for you.
1: Yeah, they got me fit. So I didn't go into personal training, obviously, right away. I just got fit. And I just loved it. And, and when I was in my other career, I mean, I used that on my free time to stay in shape. And just it was a, just a good mental kind of release as well. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's a good point. Yeah.
0: The, 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 there's the mental health aspect of it as well. And given the yeah. previous career that you had, <clears throat> I imagine there needed to be some uh,
1: release after yeah. that. Absolutely. You have to let go and just it's something else I can focus on. Um, yeah. And it's just, you know, I mean, anything like, you know, where you're pushing yourself, like that one summer in the militia, I mean, just mentally, it made me strong and, and, and more disciplined being able to like push through. Um, so I guess that's where it influences your training a bit. Um, you know, I, I know that people are capable of pushing through if they want to. If
0: you want to, you can. So it's just, yeah. Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. That's 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 exactly it. That it's it's a it's a very, um, sort of simple message that if you want to, you can, and that's it's it's so true, um, especially as personal trainers. But it's sometimes it's that step of, um, getting people to the point where they they genuinely want to. Um, within themselves they genuinely want to you know I know when I when I personally work out there is a mindset and there is a sort of they they call them like intrinsic and extrinsic motivators as I'm sure you know but there is that intrinsic motivator in me where it's like this is me time this is a time where I'm celebrating what my body can do and where I can take it with exercise and all of those things so yeah it's um, yeah that's really yeah. cool
1: Really you got to have that me time. You got, you know, yeah. even if it's small, you got to have that me time. 20 yeah. minutes, 30 minutes, whatever it takes. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Just a little <laughs> bit
0: of time. Just a little bit yeah. of time. <laughs> <Still> <laughs> time. So, you know, you were talking about the the social aspect for our older adult clients. Um, and obviously, but, you know, we're living in a pandemic and it's been especially difficult for that demographic. Uh, How, how has this changed your personal training style um, or your life as a personal trainer through COVID? And what have you noticed with your older adult clients through the pandemic as it relates to their, their training?
1: Definitely there are those who have chosen to stay home because they just feel safer doing staying home. Um, So yeah, I mean, When I was originally off, when we were off, because we were closed, and it was just training, I think it helped me refocus on my training and really focusing with my clients. Um, And yeah, I mean, a lot of them, I mean, they just, they're motivated to still do a workout, um, but at home. So um, that's good. I mean, and there are those that are still really focused on their training, but they're just doing it at home. And, um, so you have to adapt, obviously uh, yeah. <laughs> so you have to kind of adapt. So I just find like you really have to just kind of, I just immerse myself in it, um, and just adapt and do the best you can with what you got. I mean, that's it. I mean, it's, it's different, uh, but it can be good. It's just, you know, you have to write tools and you have to approach it the right way, um, and it can be done, you know, and. And there are those who I think will stay doing that for now until they're comfortable coming back in. Um, Yeah. So uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if that answers your question, but I know that (laughs) definitely people,
0: yeah. (laughs) I was just going to say you did. You you, you you absolutely did. And, you know, are are you finding that uh, for, for the clients who have stayed on and are still training online, you know, has there been, as the progression slowed or you know, have they been able to maintain their fitness online with, with the online training?
1: I think you can maintain fitness, but I think the training changes. So there may be more body weight training, more conditioning mm-hmm. based on the fact that they don't have a lot of equipment. So I think it does change it, but it's still a workout. So it depends on what a person's goals are. Some of the clients I have who are online, I think that mainly just having a workout where even if it's, uh, there's a lot of more body weight involved, it's still gonna benefit them. And then if they come back in later, then we can you know, change it, change the program um, to you know the, the facility more, um, with more equipment. But I mean, so it changes it, but I mean, it's still gonna, you're still gonna benefit. It's a different kind of workout. So it can still be beneficial, it's just a different kind of workout, right? It's a different kind of um, fitness, it's just, so yeah, I mean, and is the progress progression different? Can be mm. depends on who you have, depends on client, what equipment they have, what level they're at before you started. Mm-hmm. Uh, so sometimes it is, um, and sometimes it isn't. Yeah, it depends on it depends. the you know <laughs> the client. the client, the equipment, everything. But definitely, the you know the workout does change unless they have a lot of equipment at home. The workout will be different. Yeah. Yeah, I
0: was I was just going to ask, what's, what's sort of the standard uh, equipment that
1: people will have at home, if any? Mm-hmm. Uh, little dumbbells, sometimes bigger, but generally just smaller dumbbells, bands. Um, mm-hmm. I've encouraged clients to purchase some equipment, get bands, get some equipment. So, you know, they're a little bit hesitant to get too much, I mean, sometimes. But we just slowly encourage some of them to, you know, bands, um, dumbbells, mat if they don't have it, foam roller, um, a ball, you know different things like that can just add some more options to a workout, make it a little more dynamic. Um, So yeah definitely, so that's what I encourage people to do and that's generally they they end up getting that if they don't have anything Um, and then we just do work with the resistance bands with dumbbells and body weight Mm -hmm. and mobility. So you can work on other things too, that's the thing like if you don't have as so much much of equipment, then your focus can be on different things, right? It could be focused focused on mobility, you know, core strength, uh, you know, getting their muscles activated, you know. Mm-hmm. So you can just refocus the workout. Yeah, it
0: it almost like opens up opportunities to show, uh, to show clients, you know, what else a personal training session. Uh, can include, like obviously when you're in the gym, you're using different pieces of, qu- of equipment and you're doing the stretching and the foam rolling, but when you put them in their home with now limited equipment, it's like, okay, now what can we, now what can we do? How else can we continue to improve your health um, that isn't just what we were doing in the studio, you know? So I, I think that's, that's pretty cool.
1: <laughs> it is, and, and really like, I mean, how do I say this? I mean, obviously the workouts you do in the gym are important, but it's not, it's only part of the picture, at least to me. Um, the rest of the picture is what are you doing outside of, outside of the gym, right? Uh, how are you eating? And what other activities are you doing to keep moving, to keep active? Um, so really, it's just a part of it. Anyways. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah, well, that's, um, that's, that was the, the yeah. whole thing that was on your, um, your bio on the website is talking mm-hmm. about how it's not just about, uh, you know, the exercise and what you're doing in the gym but it's how do you yeah. balance that with a life <laughs> you know exactly. o- outside of those 30 minutes that you spend with us at the gym how do you then balance that and so it's not such like a big pendulum swing from this super active 30 minutes to then nothing you know you want to have
1: balance <laughs> yeah. that exactly. you know whether it's doing yoga or changing how you eat um, cleaning up your eating habits, or um, just being active and moving every day, mm, yeah. and in other ways. I mean, because it really—that's real. That's real health. So that's real fitness. Like overall, like in the big picture. Um,
0: unless you're at the gym
1: every day, you know. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> like I guess, but most people are. No, I'm not. Even at the gym every day on the weekend, I'm not. Um, so yeah, I'm just. Yeah, fitness is a big picture, right? So, to me. Yeah,
0: yeah, and and I was I was just gonna ask you what is, what does fitness look like for you when when you aren't at work? What does sort of like your healthy lifestyle include?
1: Well, it's I'm not perfect, and I you know I have my eyes and nose like everybody, and um, so I have to keep evolving it like in terms of motivating myself, um, and and you know how I do that. Um, so for me, it's just about like I do some I might do some home workouts but it's also about just moving, whether it's walking, um, just to clear my head. Um, I also do some dancing. Um, so that's uh, definitely physical fitness, but different. And then it adds some creative uh, creative aspect to your workout. Um, so i that's my other kind of thing I do, my other passion. Um, so generally things like that. And, you know, swimming, you know, maybe in the summer. I mean, so I do different things. Um, Depends, and I, throughout my life, I've done different things. You know, I've skied uh, some. Yeah, I just tried different things, and uh, but it changes. So for me, it's just everything evolves because I you can't get stuck. If you get stuck, you know, you got to get un- unstuck, right? So if you want to continue with being healthy, you just have to find a way to do it. Um, change it up. Yeah, yeah, that's so, that's a that's a really good point about a. All- yeah
0: allowing yourself to allow your fitness to evolve with you, um, yeah. you know, sort of as life changes, you need to let, you know, what you're doing to keep yourself healthy, adapt mm-hmm. to those changes as well. Um, and swimming and dancing. I mean, that speaks to me. I, I love both of those forms of sort of real, <laughs> real life fitness, if you want to call it that real life exercise. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's, you know, something very freeing about floating in water and dancing. Totally. Totally. <laughs>
1: totally. Like I love the water. Um I don't spend enough time by the water anymore. But yeah, I mean I grew up kind of by the water. So yeah, absolutely. Totally agree. That's awesome. Um yeah. so
0: I just have just a few more just a few more questions for you.
1: Sure.
0: Okay. Um so i I'd, I'd love to know your input on how the fitness industry has changed in the last five or 10 years? Like if you were to look back, how would you say
1: things have evolved within the industry? So I think it's become more corrective um, from when I first started, or maybe I've just become more corrective. I don't know, but in terms of like, you can call it therapeutic, but maybe just more corrective, where it's not just about, okay, let's just lift some dumbbells, and work hard, you know, make a sweat. It's yeah. more about correcting the posture, any imbalances you may have in your body and making it work, the exercise work for you and your body. Right. So that might be something different for everybody. So yeah, I think it's become more corrective, corrective over time. That's a great answer.
0: And, and really speaks to the, the expertise of a personal trainer, because like you said, like, you know, it isn't just about lifting weights, making you sweat as much as that is sort of a fun aspect of it, you know, the corrective side of it to see imbalances in a person's body and then saying, you know, I'm going to give you exercises, but it's too correct an imbalance or too correct an injury. What is sort of the most common thing that you're seeing in terms of imbalances in people's bodies right now?
1: Well, back pain, you know, is an issue uh, for a lot of people. They sit a lot and, uh, um, I always see tightness in your upper body, your pecs. Um, Yeah, so I'd say back pain, knee pain, Mm -hmm. very common. And just tightness in the uh, lack of mobility in your shoulders and uh, your chest area. Um, And that's, I think, speaks a lot to the sitting position we do on everything, almost uh, everything we do, right? We drive, we sit at our desk. we're always like, in this in position where we're forward, um, upper body forward, I guess. Um, so, yeah, I mean, those, yeah. yeah. And lack of, a lack of uh, ability to activate certain muscles, like your abdominals, uh, your glutes. People just, I guess because you're sitting on your buttocks when you're sitting, um, you're not activating it. <laughs> right. So it's just like activation of your glutes. And, and so I, I think that's more than one thing, but definitely. <laughs> Those are the common things. Shoulder injuries as well, but that again comes to postural issues. Um, it, you know, it's kind of correlated to that. So, yeah, generally, yeah. Is that help?
0: No, that's that. It's it's a good answer because it it sort of speaks. of, I mean, I know I asked for like what's the number one thing, but we we as personal trainers see the body as a system. We're not sort of seeing it as as the individual parts. So when you say, Oh, it was back, but it's also shoulders. Well, it's like, yeah, they're all, they're all connected. Right. So if, if you're having tight shoulders, running forward, you're probably, you're going to have, you know, T spine issues and then low back and then you get into the hip. So it really is, you know, when I say what's one thing. Yeah. It, I mean, that's <laughs> going to be others. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like,
1: actually, actually you kind of said it, it's an imbalance. So if it's one thing is like the imbalance in the body. Um, that we often have um, that creates issues, right? So I guess balance yeah. would be a big thing because everything's connected, so
0: yeah anyway. Yeah, I don't know I don't know if you saw the, uh, the you know, videos that we were posting online to do where you do a squat with and you're facing a wall and you're, you have your hands up against the wall and you're yeah. not allowed to let your sort of nose hit the wall and smush into it or whatever. And I tried it. And I was like, oh, you know, what? I think that my hips will be sore. But the reality was I felt it in my T-spine because I've, I've lost a ton of mobility in my T-spine because I'm now yeah. sitting at a desk all day for work. I'm not up and roaming around anymore. So, so yeah, you know, you've, you've hit the nail on the head that we're, we're all sitting down way more than we used to. And so we're, we're going to end up with those types of sitting problems. Yeah. Essentially, <laughs> essentially, Yes. um so another two-part question here but they're just sort of contrasting questions what has been you know a major uh success moment for you as a personal trainer and what has been uh, a challenging moment for you as a personal trainer
1: i think the challenge is just i mean obviously when you're okay, so this, when you're faced with a challenge, uh, whether it's um, like a situation with a trainer, um, like a client that's um, having challenges, I mean, you have to kind of just embrace it because that's your job as a trainer to work with that. So if so, whenever you feel frustrated, um, if someone's inconsistent or they're not progressing, um, you just I just try to embrace it and say, well, it's my job. It's my job to try to get them consistent. It's my job to try to get them motivated. So just look at it like that. It's a positive a challenge, whether it's a, a client's workout or their resistance to something. That's just part of what I'm supposed to be good at doing. To, you know, I'm supposed to be, I'm supposed to rise to that challenge as a trainer. Mm-hmm. So I focus on that and that makes it more positive. Um, instead of focusing on what's not working. Because sometimes, you know, there are some things take longer. Um, so you just have to, okay, this is my job. So how can I resolve it? How can I work, you know, how can we progress? So I try to look at it like that. I'm um, just taking it back to what my role is, what they're paying me for. So I don't try to get caught up in the frustration of it. Not to say I've never been frustrated, yeah, we get frustrated, um, but, you know, that's, my job is to push through that, I think, so I do, yeah. it's Inspiring. Okay. <laughs> that sounds
0: really inspiring. No, I. it's, this yes. is the reality of it. I mean, no, no job is perfect, and when you're yep. working in the service industry, and you're dealing yep. with something that is, it's so personal, and you are dealing with people being vulnerable with you and then as a yeah. personal trainer to respond to that and to try and sort of manage every single client um, and and get them to where they need to be with their own individual plan. I mean, that's the whole thing with Freeform is that each each plan is customized, but there's as much as sort of the work it is customized, there's an interaction that is customized to each person as well, uh-huh. right? And, and so, yeah, sometimes sometimes it wears you down, um, because you're human, (laughs) you're a personal trainer, but you are also human, you know? So, so yeah, I, I, yeah, I think that was a, that was an inspiring thing because that's it is the reality. You, you rise to the challenge as well, as much as you get worn down, you always rise to the challenge because that's your job. And that's that's really what makes it so fulfilling to be a personal trainer. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, and yeah, I mean, it's, Like anything, I mean, you have to push yourself through it. And you're going to have times where you thought, I didn't respond to that as well as I wanted to. So then you get another chance, hopefully, and then you try to respond to it better. So I mean, you know, it's it's a growing process as a trainer. Um, There's times when, you know, like I said, like I would have liked to respond differently, and now I try to do it differently, right? So you just try to learn from it and just try to get better no that's it wow.
0: yep. so uh that's sort of your the challenge side of things what has been a major success and this could be again a moment or just an aspect of your personal training career what's been what's been a huge sort of win for you
1: yeah, i mean i definitely i mean having clients who they serve with you and they continue on with you or they just evolve. They may stay with you and evolve or they may just evolve out of uh, personal training and into, onto their own, which is fine too, because that's also a role that we play to try to get people independently being able to do things on their own. So um, there's been cases like that where they've either stayed with me and evolved and they just they're just doing so much more beyond the gym and doing it consistently, which I really, really like um so that's important and then people who've evolved because they were inspired and maybe they started with um something and they ended up you know doing i know we had a lady here who um she started here and then she's now doing lifting um she has a lifting coach and um she's all into that but she didn't start there she started basic training um, but she wanted to do lifting and so now she does that Mm-hmm. Uh, with another a lifting coach, so I mean that's inspiring too. So um, yeah, I guess just making a difference obviously, um, but just helping people evolve with yeah. their fitness. Yeah, that's to me. The big Yeah, no, yeah, no,
0: totally. Um, and uh, you know, on the, yeah. the last episode, or the I guess the, fir- the very first episode of this podcast, when I asked a similar question. To yeah. Jesse, you know, his biggest win within his personal training career had to do with his clients as well, which yeah. it's sort of a no brainer. You know, we're, we are personal trainers who care. That's again, our whole thing of free form, but it's, it's always just nice when, when I ask that question and the first thing that trainers are always wanting to say is, oh, yeah, it's just so great to see clients go from point A to point B and it yeah. may have been something that they never, you know, point B may not have been the original goal but that's no. where they are. And yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, I just find that really inspiring. So, yeah. okay. So to sort of wrap up okay. the episode, this, this interview, uh, I'm gonna ask you three rapid fire questions. So they're just sort of three final questions, wrap this all up uh, and you just answer quickly. First thing that comes to your head, okay? Okay. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> so what's something you know now that you wish you knew when you first became a personal trainer?
1: I think, oh, okay, chemistry. I think chemistry with a client or a good rapport with a client is really important. It just makes everything easier. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I mean, yes, we could be chameleons if we need to be, but honestly, having that natural chemistry and rapport with somebody and clicking with somebody makes everything easier and fun and, you know, it's just great to have. So yeah, I wouldn't have thought of that at the beginning of my career, but I, I feel that way now. Wow, chemistry, good answer, very good answer. Um,
0: okay, so what is the first skill that you teach a beginner client?
1: I have to give one answer? I can give two. Give two. <laughs> you can give two. You can give two. <laughs> uh, okay, how to properly breathe. Breathing from your diaphragm. Deep breathing is really important because then you learn how to activate your abdominals and um, activate your glutes. If you're, you're breathing, it's a mind-body connection, right? So yeah. it gets people to just settle down. Focus on that mind-body connection and it helps with recovery, um, stress, and activation of your abdominals, you know, so definitely that's important. And then just hinging, how to hinge, how to bend over, um, how to use your hips and your legs and your glutes as opposed to all back. Uh, That's really important. Um, I took a course on the back. So, yeah, it's really important to hinge. So, I would say those two things.
0: Was this, uh, what, what was
1: the back course? Uh, it was, uh, so It's a. it was a Darby course, oh. but it was based on the Stuart McGill book. Uh, so it was based on his teachings. Uh, so he's a back expert, Stuart McGill. I don't want to, you know, he can speak for himself. I don't know, but he's, a, he's an expert, <laughs> but it was a Darby course. It was, uh, I think, a two, three-day course I took a couple years ago, and I quite liked it. It was, so very important. It's very, very important to, learn how to move right, you know, uh, especially when you're picking things up all the time. So how do you do that? Do it well. So that's really important.
0: No. Yeah, no, totally. And yeah, Stuart McGill, when, as soon as you said you took a back course, I was like, I, I bet you it is Stuart McGill. He's just, he's yeah. the back guy. <laughs> <That> guy. <laughs> all right. Um, okay. So final, final little rapid fire question here. What is the most valuable coaching skill?
1: Listening. listening okay so listening to your client and trying to get their perspective on where they're at right figuring out where they're coming from because mm-hmm. uh, that's gonna help you right yep. and that helps you know where they're at how they're feeling and then how can you coach that so that's essentially before you talk you have to know what they're saying and you have to know what they're feeling so yep. and then you can coach there you go. that's it
0: there you go. That's Perfect. a
1: great Is answer. It? Great answer. Okay. <laughs> okay so
0: that, uh, that just about wraps everything up. Thank you so much for joining me for the second episode. It's been just an absolute treat getting to know you better. Um, and uh, you know, if, if people want to, people want to look you up or people want to train with you, where, where can they go to find more information about you?
1: Great question. Free farm
0: fitness in the Glebe. All right, so thank you very much for watch, watching this or listening in on the second episode of the Personal Trainers Who Care podcast. All of the relevant links can be found in the description box below, and of course, if you'd like to know more about Freeform Fitness, you can go to freeformfitness.ca, and uh, we'd love we'd love to have you in and training with us. All right, thanks, and we'll see you in the next one. Thanks,
1: Riley.